0: back to the growing Band director podcast this is episode number 125 would you raise your hand if you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast and you teach in a small school where you are the only teacher all right so my guest here today is Lonnie Westcott good friend for many years and um you are exactly in this position so we're gonna speak a lot about this today
1: I am I am I'm 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 the only music teacher at uh the small high school in Southern Maine where I teach, approximately 275 kids, and and I do it all. I do band, I do chorus, um, jazz band, which is after school. We have music theory, music history, um, history, uh, excuse me, history of rock, not music uh, history. Uh, music theory, of course, music technology, which is one of my specialties, um, musical theater. Um, I'm probably missing one. Oh, guitar and piano, mm-hmm. one and two. Not all at the same time, obviously. We have to rotate them, like, yeah. like uh, you'd imagine. There's only so many blocks in the schedule.
0: And in Maine, when we're certified, we're certified music K to twelve. K twelve music. Yeah, they so, can they can
1: put you wherever they want. Yeah. you can get a letter in the middle of the summer and say, hey, guess what? You're teaching Do Re Mi at uh, yeah. Grades one two three. So,
0: what when you took over that position? What were you prepared to do, and what were you not prepared to do, as far as like what classes?
1: So I, I came here, I came to that position from uh, a, a school upstate where I was the 512 band director. So there was a choral program and there was even an or- orchestral program. And um, and I answered the ad, um, your predecessor, George Bukatab actually um, recommended me. And, uh, and it was for a band director. There was no mention of chorus. And then I got there and was interviewing. And uh, during the interview process, someone mentioned chorus and i would wait wait excuse me what 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 was it you said so that's when i found out um it didn't dissuade me because i i had sung in choruses although i was not trained as a choral director Mm -hmm. so when you find yourself is it lonely you know it it can be but i think anybody even if you're a five through twelve itinerant teacher that can be lonely too you Mm -hmm. can get you can get lost um going between schools you can feel like you're not part of the community It's not lonely because I make sure I network with all the other teachers in my school during my prep. um, If I'm not sorting music or or, um, doing other music admin 101, I get out of my classroom and I walk to school, say hi to kids in the hall. Um, If there's a teacher who also has a prep, um, I'll just pop in and say hi Mm -hmm. and don't make a nuisance, you know, but just, you know, I want to fly on that. It's so
0: true because, like, I don't know. A lot of us joined, we became band directors because we love being in the band room and most kids who want to be in the band room don't want to be anywhere else. They just want to be in the band room. Right. So a lot of teachers, we always want to seclude ourselves too, me included and the ability to go out and eat lunch in the teacher's room when you can the ability to, cause you learn the culture of the school and you learn so much about kids. You get more kids. The faculty respects you more. They learn what you do. Like there's all these things. You're right. There's some weeks where you can't leave the room because no. you you're setting up your concert stuff the next concert the last concert i mean Auditions, all the stuff you're doing festivals you're yeah you're just after, trying to survive
1: yeah yeah uh, you an interesting point you talk about eating um uh, my first job way up in Arista county uh katahdin school district and uh they had a, a deal at the middle school where i happened to be during lunch every day where uh, any teacher who ate in the cafeteria got free lunch and i had a young family and mm-hmm. we were very poor we were on food stamps actually and i said hey that's for me and but i found just what you said that you learn so much about the student population and also you can see kids that are chumming around with your band kids maybe mm-hmm. and and you say hey wouldn't you like to you seem like a good kid why don't mm-hmm. you come see me we'll, we'll find something for you to do and and I've, I've gotten several recruits over the year just just that way
0: yeah and sometimes i had a kid earlier this year say you know, reach out to me at something. Hey, you don't even know me, but I used to play the flute. Well, they're still not playing the flute, you know, but you know, that was a connection. And mm-hmm. there are some times where you can get kids, you know, past kids or kids who never played. Yeah. Any basic knowledge helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We can, we can find something else if the That's flute right. isn't for you. Yeah. That's yeah. Right.
0: Um, so as a experienced teacher, I'll use that word. Yes. Um, <laughs> how long have you been teaching?
1: This is my 29th year. Right. Yep.
0: And, uh, I,
1: well, you know, when I graduated high school, the one thing I was certain of was I was not going to be a music teacher. That uh-huh. was absolutely certain. <laughs> that was not for me. That was right out. And, and I actually, I was accepted at a couple schools, uh, the music programs and, um, uh, and I, I fled, I, I went running the other way and, and, and joined the Marine Corps or you don't know, join the Marines. I guess you become a Marine, but, uh, And did that. And I didn't even do the music in the Marines. Hindsight, boy, I wish I had, because I know Mm. so many people have gone into the service bands and they're just dynamite musicians and they really, and, uh, and got out and went to UMaine and was doing engineering. But then um, Don Stratton was conducting the the jazz band at UMaine. And, and uh, somebody said, you know, they need a tenor sax player. And I auditioned and I wasn't very good, but they must've been desperate. So, you know, I was in and, and that's where I met people like you know, Skef and, yep. and, and these other um lifelong colleagues. And uh and then someone said, you know, the uh university singers need uh need singers. And I thought I was a bass at the time. And you can probably hear it in my voice that I'm not, but uh and I audition and, and became a tenor in the university singers. So the next thing I knew, I'm spending more and more time in the music building. You got the bug. The old Lord Hall. It's yep. it's uh you know the and uh yeah and and uh the the engineering uh Dean uh, called me in one day for heart to heart and said, you know, perhaps engineering isn't really (laughs) for you. And, uh, and, you know, and I, and I transferred over to music and, and, you know, you can tell you're doing the right major for all of you who are in school. If you think you're getting away with something because you only have to take these classes that you love, then you're in the right major. You are, you know, but don't, don't go into teaching because you always admired your choral teacher or you didn't know what else to do, but, you had fun in band you know yeah. you, you really have to want to do it yeah. but but when you find that major yeah you'll know it you'll feel like you're getting away with something it's like really this I only have to do whatever your music curriculum and you mentioned
0: that you had um you had a couple mentors that really guided you along the way
1: I did um George Bukatob, for one who was uh your uh predecessor mm-hmm. at uh I don't think he was your immediate predecessor. No, there was
0: two years in between, but he yeah. was there a long time. Um, he was there a
1: very long time. Built a dynasty at mm-hmm. uh, well at Deering and then at Westbrook before that. Everywhere he went, he caught a very wide swath. And and uh, I knew him because uh, he, as a drummer, he and uh, my mom, who was a Hammond player who kicked bass, um, they had a dance band for years and years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, actually, when I uh, when I graduated, I actually came in because the choral teacher at Westbrook had left rather suddenly about a week before the concert so and, the, gig,
0: the gig was yours
1: <laughs> the gig was mine well my mom was a company. yeah and and so they said you know all you got to do is come in and just conduct the concert and uh it truly it had already all been done for me and uh but when I um the next fall I came back and was doing that choral job part-time not really knowing what I was doing and I was applying around and and I took, uh, I interviewed up uh, in Sherman Station, Maine, and and a- another small school, but at least this one, it was divided up vertically, oral and band. And uh, they offered me the job. And I asked George, I said, you know, what do I do? I mean, gosh, it's I mean, it's way up there, Arista County. And he said, you take the job. And I said, well, what if I'm interviewing at three other places? And what do I do? And he said, you break the contract. said that school board doesn't care about you they just want someone qualified in there and they'll find someone else they're not going to come chasing after you and and you know that's kind of the school boards and contracts are always something that we could talk about for hours but but that was it really made me realize that in teaching i had to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and i mean you don't want to go out of your way to um to mess over your school board Mm -hmm. certainly Mm -hmm. (laughs) you always want to do what you can for them but but he was right you know and 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 as I said, you know, uh, when other jobs came open and people called him because he was a guy who knew guys, and knew people, um, he would suggest me and, and I would, you know, um, kind of sidle into those jobs and it worked. I've, I've been in, well, this is my third school district in the state. So,
0: so we were talking about, um, being the only person in a school. Can I yes. go back? Um, what are some ways that you connect, not with teachers in your building, but, musically like how do you grow how do you you know i know that you listen to this podcast um what else do you do to kind of keep connected with other music teachers
1: um well obviously you go to go to all state and network 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 but that's only you know once a year and a lot of times it's just people commiserating about stuff we commiserated last year about yep. in the year before too but um i podcasts obviously reading obviously listening obviously um the the technology that has has blossomed since before i began teaching or since after i began teaching really gives us tremendous tools such as this podcast and and other ones uh, not just in music and not just in in growth but in uh, in in many other areas and as i mentioned before we started i uh, a little late in life but i started a a master's degree uh last summer and i'll be finishing that this summer. It's all online, which mm-hmm. is kind of a. I'm an old dog, and that's kind of a new trick. I mean, I've been using computers like everybody else, but the whole asynchronous learning online is mm-hmm. is kind of new to me. Where some of the younger, uh, I don't want to call them um, kids because that's condescending. Some of the younger students in the class, and even the instructor is 15 years younger than me. um You know, they they. I have to go and Google how to do something sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whereas they're just like, oh, certainly we, we know how to do that already.
0: Another thing that you do that I'm sure a lot of pe- other people do, because I've seen you do it, is um, anytime your kids are at an honor festival or all state or whatever, you always make it a point to go in and watch rehearsals. Oh, yes. You know, that ability to watch somebody else teach your kids or any kids, even if you walk away with like a three-word phrase that you can use to teach something, Oh yeah. it makes it worth it. A lot of times those three-word phrases are, are the key to getting better. You know, we, we
1: have teacher workshops at school, and I, I know you do, and most of the times it's square peg round hole
0: it's well intentioned but doesn't really. right fit. they yeah. say
1: we're going to do experiential learning it's like are you kidding me yeah. we invented that yeah. um but you when you when you go to these festivals and you watch these conductors and maybe you see something that you don't agree with you know or that they tried that they did and it kind of fell flat with this crowd but then you, then know, you can well, talk to, to that, that person
0: and be like they're on a break hey why did you do this because i'd never heard that before yeah yeah,
1: yeah. well was it uh you posted something online last week um if you're talking for more than a minute during your band rehearsals yeah i can't remember how but you're doing it wrong and i'm like oh god guilty we all do that so bad and and you can watch i
0: watch my kids just wilt and yeah um something little like if you're watching a jazz band rehearse and if i remember walking away once and the clinician said rhythms uh, it was bass in particular needs to be on the front of the beat drums need to be on the front of the beat horns i want you on the back side of the beat and i had never heard that before it was like that was revolutionary in my teaching
1: wow yeah
0: you know yeah. i mean it's you just never know what it's going to be um if you'd spent any time with don stratton you would have heard that yeah many times <laughs> so I, he didn't all state band that i was in so maybe i heard it and i forgot yeah. i yeah. was 15 um another thing is i was watching one and clark terry was was there and he walked in and they couldn't get this drummer to swing in three just couldn't do it like it was like boom, chick, chick, boom, chick. Okay. And this this clinician had done everything. And then Clark walks in the room. This is actually a story from Alan King. So I wasn't there. Okay. But, um. Anyway, Clark says, do you mind if I take a second? And the clinician's like, of course, you're Clark Terry. You can do anything you want. So we walked over and he said, hey, kid, it, three, four swing is like this. And he sang the phrase, you parked the car. I parked the car. You parked the car. I parked the car. Can like, you play like that? A six, eight waltz. <laughs> and, and the kid played that and he says, Damn. done. And this yeah. clinician who was like this great teacher learn something in that moment right. because um he allowed clark terry to kind of go over and, and deal with that there's
1: you know we all we're all musicians and we all have egos <laughs> some of them very fragile but at, when it comes to learning from other people there, there's no room for an ego you know mm-hmm. you really have to um because it's about the kids it's about the well yeah. it has to be If if you're if if it's about anything other than the kids you are in the wrong business because that's, that goes to one of the things I want to talk about was having a philosophy of music education, which mm-hmm. sounds like a grandiose ambition that you get from, um, your, one, one of your methods classes, but it's, it's, it's the name a of a book, isn't it? Philosophy yes, of music education. by Bennett yes <laughs> <Right. laughs> And, uh, well, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't go to the church of Bennett. I, um, there was some good, there was some good stuff in there, but, uh, but, you know, we were made to develop a philosophy of music education when I was in, in college and, <clears throat> I'll tell you why you need it, because there are going to be some dark days when just things haven't gone right. Or maybe, you know, that one negative email from a parent or or a principal who, you know, it was a phys ed teacher turned athletic director. And now it's a principal. I'm not talking about anybody in particular um, (laughs) who, you know, just doesn't understand. And you have to remember why you're doing this. And because if you don't have that, you it's it's unfortunate, but you you might not make Mm -hmm. it. You know, to the yep. end.
0: Um, Yeah, a couple things I want to say is,
1: um, can we and the, oh, can go we, ahead?
0: We start with the. You said that there were five things that you there were are. that you were told early on that yes. somebody took the time to sit you down and make sure you understood. Yes, that helped you a lot. That helped me a lot. And we want to pass those things along to people. And they today. are, yeah,
1: they are like you said, they're the little, you know, five word tidbits. The, the first one is, uh, and this came from George Hub, uh, First thing, when you get to your new job, teach the Star Spangled Banner and the school song. Those are your first two priorities because it's fall, it's sports season. There's probably going to be somebody making playoffs or they're going to have a pep rally. And if you can, one week into the school, march that band out there and play the Star Spangled Banner or the school song. Just that you're a hero already in some of these places, you're, and that's one, one, one
0: of the things that he did that was amazing was the band was visible. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and um, so that so that's one, and that may seem like a small thing, but I've every year those are the first two things. You know, I've varied the um, the the versions of the Star Spangled Banner depending on where, where we're doing it. We do the Jack Stamp version, which is lovely, but mm-hmm. it's really not good for outdoors. And then um, we do the James Swearingen version uh when we're outdoors at the football games and such because it just it carries better because the the stamp starts with the the clarinets and they're really Mm -hmm. low and can or cannot be heard so number two um they're always learning i've I've had colleagues say oh these kids i can't teach them anything it's like oh yes you can you just have to find what it is that they want to learn or present it in a way that they want to learn Mm -hmm. and um that was a Dr. Bishop, you who was a wonderful instructor. He was a retired superintendent who taught by anecdote. It was hands down the most interesting ed class I ever had. And I'll give you an example. I was teaching at a, a school in central Maine, good band. And, um, my saxophones were always clustered together. I mean, like jammed together. And I was always having to move them apart because they're hitting their horns on the side of the chair. And so one day. Um, and every Friday I would have a different guest conductor out of the band. I would swap places with somebody. So this particular Friday it was a center sax player. So I grabbed my horn and I went and sat in the band and he went up to conduct the band on whatever the piece was. And there was a girl in front of all these male saxophone players and her genes were rather low mm. and they were all cropping. <laughs> so they were learning. Oh boy! At that moment, yep. they were certainly learning, but they weren't learning what I wanted them to learn, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and that's kind of a graphic example, but it's but it's true. If there's something more interesting going on than what you're putting down, that's what they're going to be learning. Yep. But they are always learning, mm. always, always. Um, we talked about you must always have a philosophy of music education. Um, number four, this this in in my school uh, or my district, we have a policy that uh, you can't be friends with with students on social media and quite frankly it's not really a good idea to be friends with their parents or mm-hmm. or you know my superintendent headed his way none of the teachers would be on any social media because it just nothing good comes of that yep. you know I mean? I mean of of those interactions and i i see colleagues even in this state who you look at their uh, their facebook profile and they have 2,500 friends and it's like, wow, that's a lot. And then you start looking and you see that they're students, current students, many current students. And, and, uh, and they're using Facebook as a way to, to talk to them and say, Hey, great concert last night, kids and everything. Mm. Um, you know, which really should go out in an email, especially one that's CC to the parents. Yeah. And, uh, so I just think that that's really fraught with danger Yep, being mm-hmm. not, friendly but being chums with kids and and some people i think it kind of feeds their ego look how many friends i have but
0: be friendly be available but so i have two things <laughs> i want to throw in because yeah. i absolutely agree with you one we'll have kids who graduate on the Merrill mm-hmm. stage they literally walk off the stage and ask to follow my wife you know yeah. they ask to be friends like oh i got my first one of the day like yeah. on the night of graduation, <laughs> the kids all know while you're in school you can't right um Secondly, there's a great app. If I know there's a bunch of apps that do this, but we use the Remind app. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those texting apps that you can communicate with parents and kids, but what's most important is our school district has access to it. So they're right. signed up and it's like part of what we do. So you know that anything that's on there, they're going to see. It's all above board. And, and it's so yeah. great because yeah. if, you know, I run a marching band and if right. the weather's bad and I need to change a tiny detail, you send a message and it goes out to 120 people. Right. And every parent who signs up on all this and then if kids don't get it, you know, that's why. Right. And then they learn to get it and use it. And, right? you know, a lot of parents don't want to get it or they want to do it. It's like, well, it's just one more app and one more. Yeah. But the communication piece is just huge. Well, it's necessary. So, yeah. So that, I mean, to me, I use the remind app all the time. I it's couldn't imagine idea. doing Facebook for, for uh, my students, but I, you know, yeah, I agree.
1: Message. Well, yeah, just, you know, we, we all know people who have gotten too friendly with their students yep. and, 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 we're talking careers here mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, number five, especially in a small school, especially for visibility, always say yes, but know when you have to start saying no, you know, if they say, uh, well, for instance, uh, we have a new principal and, and, uh, she came to me last week, although I expected this next Wednesday, there's going to be a, a, a veterans day observance. It'd be great if the band were there. Um, and i said absolutely of course we'll be there you know um so you know you, you you need to be ready to say yes on a moment's notice and and have repertoire in your folders that that that's you know, like we have eternal father strong to save it's always in there we have uh, a wonderful arrangement of going home um dvorak's new world mm-hmm. symphony the theme from that by a guy by the name of Jari villanueva i don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard that it was featured in the movie clearing present danger and uh, with Harrison Ford many years ago, and there's a scene where there's some uh, uh, military um, deaths and and the Air Force band, the Air Force band was in the movie and they're playing this funereal music. Mm. and But it was the most beautiful arrangement I'd ever heard. These inner lines that, you know, were very un like mm. but gorgeous. And I actually went on YouTube and I couldn't find it. And I mean, I couldn't find it at pepper or any place. And I went on YouTube, found the clip and I said, Hey, does anybody know where I can buy this arrangement? And Jari Villanueva answered me. He said, Hey, that's my arrangement. Give me your, give me your address well, and I'll send it out. And, uh, I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's gorgeous.
0: I, um, I was, had the good fortune last month at one point to meet with Peter Boonshaft and, uh, he said, and I'm going to just piggyback on what you said with always, always trying to say yes. He said, instead of saying no, say yes. If, Right. So (laughs) it's like, yes, we can do that. If we learn to play in this key or yes, we can do that. If we had speakers to use for the system, because sometimes saying, yes, that's how you get things that you need for your program. That's a great idea. Like, yes, we could totally do that. Could we schedule this class next year? Could we actually have all the kids in it? And then we could say, yes, sometimes things like that. You're not like angling, but Just be honest. And you're not
1: presenting objections either. Right. You're just saying, hey, that's a good idea. And here's what we need to accomplish it. Right. Here are the obstacles we
0: need to overcome. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you look down and now you have this great piece of equipment that you didn't have before (laughs) because you needed it for that. So you were talking about uh, the importance of sharing kids. I think, you know, so often we think of our kids as band kids, Mm -hmm. not sports kids or the theater kids Mm -hmm. or choral kids or art kids or... Anything, a uh, gaming kids, or we have to realize that kids are everything. And uh, I think that's. I want to hear your message about sharing kids in a small school, but I also think it's important that in a big school, people think about sharing kids too, because it's what's best for kids.
1: Right. Well, in any school population, I
0: think I know
1: that the kids who are doing band, they don't have to do band. They're doing it, and they're not even doing it because it looks good on their on their um, their college applications. Although it does um they're doing it because they want to be part of something larger
0: than themselves and if but, you don't have a band you don't have a job right so in general <laughs>
1: take the kids <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i'll i'll, I'll yeah. take them any kid at any level you know i have a, i have a, a senior who just came in he said i want to learn flute I'm like, okay standard of excellence here's a flute i'll see you tomorrow morning at seven Yep. you know and here we go um sharing kids my my students are in student council they're in nhs they're doing the musical, they' um, they're on the soccer team. they're on the football team. They're on the girls soccer team or the field hockey team. Virtually, and I'm t- I've, I have about 40 in my band in a school of 275 kids. Um, I would say no less than 35 of them are involved in either sports and clubs, robotics, yep everything at Trape Academy after school, before school, during school. And some of them are doing other things, horseback riding, uh, dance, et cetera, et cetera, they're, outside they're of school. Involved kids. they're involved in everything. And the minute that you become, uh, a problem in that scheduling, you risk losing them. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, you must be really flexible. It, um, We recently had a a homecoming game that we were playing at and five of my students are football players. And, um, the football coach unfortunately told my players that they wouldn't be marching in the parade in the homecoming parade. He needed them there. And I, I let the administration sort that one out and yes, they were in the parade, but more importantly, when, when we got to the football game and uh, we, you know, we played some pet band stuff beforehand, but it was, when it was time for the national Anthem, um those five kids came over to the band we were in the bleachers we weren't doing a parade band came over to the band took off their helmets picked up their what was it two trumpets the drum a tuba anyway they picked them up and they played the national anthem with us in their uniforms mm-hmm. and of course the the photographer from the portsmouth paper was there they were the ones getting all the pictures But i'm like fine by me yep. people need to see football players playing instruments i mean that's what a statement that is and um so when you when you can get those moments get them but but know that for instance uh kittery does the memorial day parade usually on saturday before memorial day because all the bigwigs are at the bigger towns on monday and that also usually happens to be the uh southern main district track meet the last chance to qualify for states and again i'll probably yeah. have 15 20 of my kids who are on the track team and so I just simply tell the uh, um the, the the vFw you know I'm sorry the high school band won't be there but I'll have two trumpets to play taps for you yep. and and the middle school band will be there you, you, you you're constantly trying to juggle these things and, and appease as many people as possible but there there does come a point where you just have to say I'm sorry the band can't do it because these kids have committed to this you know this person's on the four four man relay yeah and we can't keep it (laughs) look at these other three
0: kids here so yeah and yeah it's just it's just the way that it is we deal with that same thing too that state track meet for us that's together days for us and like yeah i'm always depending on the day it's everything happens that saturday so i'm missing a bunch of kids yeah but then sometimes i find out those kids actually choose to not go to whatever because they want to be in the parade i've had that happen you know and not that you would require that but like kids are so well-rounded the minute you make them like your, your life might be just banned or banned in a hobby or something, mm-hmm. but their life is not No. And the minute you try to make it just banned, you're going to lose that kid. Right. You know, I, I have an extreme example that I'm going to share. I don't know if I've shared this before, but, um, Haley Franco is a teacher in Stanford yep. and she was, um, field hockey and bass drum in the drum line, or she wanted to do that her freshman year. I was like, okay. And my drumline staff was not very happy. I said, look, we need to give it a chance. We need kids. She's a good kid. Let's give her a shot. Mm-hmm. And she was late to like that. One of the first practices because she had a practice, mm-hmm. she grabbed her jump and jumped into the full drill. And I was on the megaphone or whatever. And I said, Hey, Haley. And she was petrified. And I don't even remember this, but I was, I'm happy with my past self. And I said, how, how was practice or did you win the game or whatever? Yeah. And to, I guess to her, she says that message was sent loud and clear that it's okay that you do both. And yes, you might sacrifice a little bit on both but we want you to do what's best for you yeah. as long as you're being responsible. Cause how often do we have kids who do too much or they do a lot, but they're not responsible. Like usually they're really responsible kids and those are the kids that you want, you know, now it also helps the story that she ended up not doing that other activity that the year after, and is now a very good band director. Yes. Right. So yeah. that's an extreme case, but you know, if kid needs to miss a band camp performance, cause the four H club is, is happening. Well, that kid's gonna be a cowboy. Like that's what that kid's life path is. And yeah. The minute you say no, because there's a band thing, you lose. You know, there's also, and the kid yeah, loses. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are times when you have to work out a solution. Oh, well, sure. And they sign up for something. So I'm not saying like bend everything, mm-hmm. but that flexibility is huge.
1: I yes, and I remember many years ago, uh, a, a band director uh, in the in the spring was it was uh scheduling time and i happened to be there uh, in the office and the director was going down a list of students in the band and reading off names that his assistant needed to disinvite from band the next mm-hmm. year and i'm and um uh, i was thinking wow what a luxury that is but also i don't know how i feel about that you know mm-hmm. um i i i've seen monster programs you know the uh what's the the classic one down in dallas they always have a high school band for their halftime show the 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 cowboys for their first game in the season they mm-hmm. had a band they had 600 people yeah and freshmen weren't allowed to be in the band well they they were in their own band the freshman band yeah 600 people uh, boggles the mind but um on yeah. the same hundred yards <laughs> yes <laughs> well the and that wasn't even counting the color guard. The right. color guard wasn't on the field, and the drum line wasn't on the field. And I'm counting rows and doing my my math. And wow. Um, anyway, I, I I'll never turn anybody away from the music room. Um, you know, I have some people that self select, and of course, being a small school, I am the general music teacher, so i have I have a lot of kids who don't necessarily want to be in the music room. Yeah, but for them, it was a choice between visual art or dance or music you know and so they say i'll take history of rock that's going to be easy and they don't understand that they need to actually learn language and terms and meet competencies and stuff and and uh you know so those types types of people can self-select out of the room you know or into the room and i'll do whatever i can to make it a pleasant experience for them but you know i i hate to lose a musician we have again in our school because it's a small school um we send kids to sanford Regional Vocational Technical Center, mm-hmm. San, Fand, SRTC. And <clears throat> just a, a brief explanation of that is when you're juniors, you go in the morning. So for the first two blocks every day, you're at Sanford and they're studying things like LNA or CAD CAM or culinary, fire, police. Uh, I, do, I think yeah. there's like 27 different things. Yeah, uh, some really great stuff that isn't available in our small school. But they're gone for four blocks out of an eight-block schedule, and they still have to get English. Same with us, yeah. And and it, it, all the others, and so it's usually the death knell for them being in band. And remember, these are the kids who probably are their parents are more involved. They're higher achievers. They're the people you really want in your band. Not yeah. that you don't want everybody, but they're the the real doers. And you know, I have never. Said to his student, "Oh, you know, God, that's awful. I'm, mean, you know, inside. I'm feeling, and I'm dying inside. It's like you're the best baritone sax player I've seen in 15 years. Are you kidding me?" And he's coming back next year, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so, yeah, they, you you just have to be prepared that that in a small school, scheduling often will keep kids from taking your class. Certainly prevents them from doing band and chorus. And when i was in when i was in high school 150 years ago at lake region high school we had a great chorus but we also had the ability to have um a student be in band and chorus and somehow it didn't mm-hmm. detract from the schedule i think it was all during this 4abc block in the middle of the day i really should have paid more attention to how they scheduled right. that because we're still trying to figure that one out but and i say that it's <clears throat> excuse me difficult for the for the ensembles because you want band kids in your chorus. Yep. They read, they count, they understand about pitch. You don't have to explain it to them. And and uh and it's it's just an incredible backbone for the chorus. And mm-hmm. I realize we're talking about band here, but but it's it really has to be hand in glove. It all works together. All musicians are singers.
0: Well and we all be. know that if you can sing your instrumental ability goes way up. Yes. I mean way up. Yes. So, yeah. Um we were talking a little bit about literature too literature would you say if you choose the wrong literature you don't even want to get up in the morning no
1: yeah (laughs) if you know i I spent so much time learning about lesson plans and this and that all you need especially for band or chorus is choose the right stuff yep the stuff that and i'm not talking about you know taylor swift medley you know because you know the kids will love it you know uh, 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 david piva a longtime music teacher up in Arista county told me when when you program a concert program, something for yourself, something for the kids, something for the audience, mom and dad, grand, grandma and grandpa, and probably a March, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And he said, that's, that's a good formula. Um, and, you know, and if you can, if you can cross those with a couple mar- with a couple songs, then, then even better. But if, if you're, I chose some literature coming out of COVID for this year <clears throat> thinking it's our second really good year and it was a little too um a little beyond what we were capable of doing it was a a piece called traveling music uh which is a a a piece based on the arkansas traveler and it's really great it's got this cajun street beat going on and i've got a big drum section i knew that they'd love it and uh it wasn't happening yep it just wasn't and i said you know what i'm going to collect that um let's look at it again after after the holidays Yeah, you know it's not going to be this year though it'll probably be next year though. right i'm, I'm going to pull it out again um you'd have to know when that moment comes and but don't make a big deal out of it because just say um i think this is a little too ambitious for us right now but but i'm going to keep it right here on the piano see it's right it's not going far um it, but if you choose stuff that you can have a little bit success with it at the beginning and keep their interest and have an educational component and and something of value and something that feeds your own soul then um getting up in the morning yeah, is a lot easier you don't you don't dread the band class
0: you know it's like oh i can't wait because we had such great and just ima- imagine if they can play the notes on the rhythms imagine well, yeah. imagine that <laughs> you could then work on the fun stuff right you know, and kids know if they sound good or not, you know, I a long time ago, I was somebody in a different program and a family member. And it was like one of those, well, yeah, we have a concert, but I'm not really looking forward to it. Why aren't you looking forward to it? Well, I don't, I never know where I am in the music. Like we have a concert this week and I I'm lost every single time. I can't even follow story. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, you know, maybe that kid was the worst player in the whole band. I don't know. I'm not saying that's always the case, but kids know when they sound good. They're yeah. more, uh, much more often going to stay with band and love band when the band sounds really good oh yeah and they feel good about it and then sure you want to push them when you can push them but my biggest advice to younger teachers is just to under program now the 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 trick is if you if you're new in a program and they're used to quote unquote playing harder stuff it does take a little bit of time to get so you can program easier and have them not rebel against you so you have to kind of work that out through that situation
1: and also well, high school, you're teaching nine through 12. So you've got kids who've been playing for five years or four years and kids who have been playing for seven years. And so that that's, you know, you've that whole dichotomy there. Um, oh, well, you said something. It'll come back to me. So I I, w- <laughs> I,
0: I want anybody to raise their hand. If you wish your kids could play something that was fun and pretty easy in, but learn to be better in cut time. Oh yeah. I'll raise my hand Absolutely. for that. One. Yeah. Okay. So this is an arrangement I bought. It's a grade two called "Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer." Literally, FJH music, Chris Sharp. I know some people hate that tune. Just ran over my it, grave. It is. It is such. It's like a great cut time little piece. And, well, and if they're learning cut time, it's like there's education. I would suffer through that. No, I <laughs> wouldn't do it in a march concert, you know. But if um, there's another one, there's another Christmas tune. I forget the arranger. Maybe Ted Ricketts. We need a little Christmas. It's cut time in an A flat major, like. That's an educational gold mine. Yeah. So if you yes. can find stuff that works for whatever setting, yeah. And it's easy enough and they're learning what you want. I mean, yes. you're right. It's yes. just it's just gold.
1: There's there's some stuff like that out of um, I don't know if you've ever used them, a Rangers public publishing company oh, yeah. and
0: Jay Dawson oh, they're had, great. does
1: some wonderful stuff. I've there's this chestnut that I found years ago that I I use in the rotation every four or five years, uh, a Russian festival. Hmm. And it's probably a grade two and a half, three ish piece. It's not hard. But it has uh, a lot of uh, a lot of teachable stuff in it. Plus, you know, you can you can you can check the, the cross cultural stuff off and and all that stuff. But you know, it's 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 not easy. But the kids want to play it, and and there's so much teachable stuff there. And it's you know three four and two four and then six eight and um, Swearingen, uh, into the joyous spring. Now Swearingen tends to get a little formulaic mm-hmm. with his
0: ABA form and the obligatory flute solo yeah, in the middle a, and you get to a point where people <laughs> hear that name and they don't even want to do it right like, well wait a minute no do one yeah well do he, one he don't don't do you... one every concert for oh five my years, no 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 right god but he he has a piece
1: uh into the joy of spring mm-hmm. that's my only in pr- its aba form but it's really cool my only contention with it is the the first a section is too short it's like the best music in, in the piece. It's mm. the one the kids always, the part the kids always want to play, but it's it's over in, well, it's, it's very fast, you know. Uh, pop, 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 pop. And it's a time signature change every measure, mm-hmm. which is really one of the reasons why
0: I do it, to get these kids being flexible. But it's over, that first part's over in like 30 seconds. So so the biggest advice that I have, I don't know about you, for programming is like, program easy enough, and then have just have a bunch of stuff that you like that you know will work for bands like the amount of times i have bought stuff like i have a college roommate tim miles who teaches down in exeter and he's a composer and there's a great piece he wrote called louder that won this big thing with manhattan beach music i bought it 12 years ago and then it didn't turn out i used it that year or the year after or the year after but finally i used it a year and a half ago and it was perfect for that band when you have the band for so it. like you just yeah. have all this music that you have ready for when the band lines up
1: little segue um small school problem scheduling and so, several years ago, uh, the person, the the tech wizard in our district who does the scheduling for the high school, um, said, "You know, we had fifty seven kids indicate that they want band. So they're not scheduled. They just indicated these. This is these are the classes I want. If we only do one section of band, thirty two of them get in. But if we do two sections of band," like 42 or 48 get in. And, and so that's, that's a, that's a problem. But like I said, in, in my school, I have taught two sections of band for the last, I think eight or nine years, maybe 10 years. And so one section I have 20, 22, the other section I have 17, 18, 19, you know, half my clarinets are in one section, half are in the other most of my percussions in one section. You know, so it's it's you know, roll the dice on what you're gonna get for instrumentation. Yeah. But again, if that's what you have to do, and then there's there is time provided as we get closer to parades, festivals, put concert, them together. Put them together. And and uh, and the kids are always like when are we gonna have combined rehearsal again? Because they yeah. love it
0: because it's it's what band's supposed to it's be. that like big that. experience. That. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's 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 not awful. Um, but it's not the, the full experience. That yeah. That's one of
0: those things that if you're a younger teacher, I could have, I'm sure I would have made the opposite decision when I was really young. I would have said, Nope, we're in a class. We're doing this. If they can't make it, they can't make it. But if you do that for enough, your band gets smaller, smaller, smaller. Yeah. You wonder why you don't have a band. Like you need to have the kids in there. Um, my first job, we had eight all state kids in a band of 31. Like that's a pretty good ratio. That's, that, that is. None of those kids could take band. So right it was one of these four by four block schedules, yeah, which is the reason I ended up leaving because like there was no growth past what we were doing. Yeah. But it yeah. was one of those, we have band every other day and all the freshmen and a couple sophomores can make it. And then all the kids who can really play like the other 22 kids, they would all be there on Tuesday and Thursday after school. And there you go. Yeah. But how do you say no to all those kids? You want them to be in band. Now the final product, I listen back and I'm like, it's a good band. It sounded great. Of course we never rehearsed together. Right. You know, well, we rarely. So, so yeah. in, it's like, having the vision to know what you think is best for your kids and your program versus being idealistic about what you want it to be.
1: Flexibility, you know, especially in a small school, you know, if, if the person who schedules the kids says we can get more people into your room by doing this, then that's what you have to do. There's, you may not like it. It's not ideal. You know, you, you don't get your maestro moment every other day you know which was what i call that when i when i get to stand in front of my whole band and and we're two-thirds of the way ready for a show and and we and i get to do that downbeat and you know everything's there Mm -hmm. you know i'm not filling in the blanks with my brain anymore it's yeah and but again you know it's it's whatever serves the greatest population you know and i mean there's, there's there's obviously we want We'd love to have all the kids
0: together, but sometimes you can't. What are some of the benefits of being in a small school?
1: I'm glad you asked. You know, I was taking some notes today because I was watching <laughs> I was watching the interview uh that you had with the fellow the other night. Um I forget his name. Uh interview uh episode one twenty. Uh fellow been teaching for twenty five years, have been in the army band.
0: Oh yeah, James Devine. Yeah. And
1: uh and I'm like he's a well, saxophone I, player but is he we like him anyway. Hey, yeah. I'm a sax. Player <laughs> I know. And a keyboard player, piano <laughs> player, but um you know, he was just saying some really great nuggets of wisdom and I'm like, well, I, I need to up my game on this." So, the benefits of teaching in a small school. So, if you're coming out of college or even if you're moving on to your next job, what, what for whatever reason you're moving into a new job and it's a small school, whether it's small because of where it's situated or small because in my case we're kind of in a donut hole, we've got these very large 1500 plus schools all around us, but Kittery is, is, is a small town. First off, you're in charge. You're in charge of the curriculum. You're in charge of choosing all the literature. You're in charge of this. You're in charge of equipment purchases. You're in charge of, you know, buying the reeds and the boy. you're in charge. And, um, some people might not flourish under that, especially if you're a brand new music teacher, mm-hmm. it, but you need to be prepared for that downside of course is you're in charge (laughs) so you know it's it's on you and uh but uh good things will happen and whenever good things happen i always when someone compliments us after concert i always say thank you you know the kids worked really hard the students worked Mm -hmm. really hard i know they're complimenting me too but they came to hear their their students and and that's that's a freebie right there I always say thank you the students worked really hard for this right um another benefit um if you're following, if it's a small school, you might be, this is actually the same in a big school, but big schools tend to have bigger expectations. If you're following somebody who was not setting the world on fire, oh, uh, this is a George Book of Taubism, by the way. Um, the expectations are pretty low. Yeah. And so if you go in there with a good attitude and, and I'm going to make some things happen and it's going to be this and this and this, you know, I'm not going to set the world on fire the first year, but I'm going to do this and this and this, anything you do, is a benefit makes you look like a rock star and looks like the program look like it's something that's living and breathing. And, and that's really important. You know, when I arrived at my, this school I'm at now, 22 years ago, first thing I did was, um, after teaching the star spangled banner school song was get the jazz band back together and play and, and playing for the lions club and playing, you know, whenever someone asked, okay, we've only got three songs, we'll come play them. And um, anything you do, helps because their expectations probably have not been that high to begin. With. Mm-hmm. And, and if, and if you make the mistake of perpetuating those expectations, then the program just will not grow
0: on those same lines, more concerts, easier music. Yeah. And concerts, not just school concerts, but you're right. Any run out concerts, yeah. any, anything. It's funny how the music gets ready when there's a gig coming, <laughs> you know, oh, it, yeah. it could be three weeks, yeah, but if the music's right for them, they'll yeah. get it ready in those three weeks if you have six months, like I know schools who have a concert in December and then the next one is June 4th. Yeah, that's stagnation. Like they're not going to be ready until Memorial Day because they don't need to be. Yeah. So, you know, I did this over 10 years ago. Like we're going to double the amount of concerts we have. We're going to play as much as we can, but everything's going to go down a grade level. And guess what? Before I knew it, within a year, we were playing the same grade levels before, but double. Because do kids just knew they had to learn stuff.
1: Do you tell the students the grade level of the music you're playing? I don't.
0: No, I just post it on the website, and they all listen to it ahead of time and love it. Yeah, or don't, or whatever. Yeah,
1: but. I, I, I don't, I don't talk about grade level because I've seen some stuff that was grade two and a half that really had some yeah. stuff in it. Stuff that was three and a half, four, and I'm like, I, I, I beg to differ. This, this doesn't feel that hard right. to me. You know, right. it's not in concert B flat, but it's. um, so when
0: People choose the piece. It's not all about the grade level. It's about the fit for the kids.
1: Yeah, well, I always listen, and I always, of course, in a small school again, instrumentation. This year, I'm light on on low brass and so and that was another thing with this arkansas traveler it really counts on yeah. on this bump, bump 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 but you know the the uh the bow diddley yeah. rhythm uh yeah. in the low brass and and uh
0: so sometimes you look at the piece you're like what was i thinking jesus i, mean, <laughs> I totally thought <laughs> you don't even case. have a you know i don't have but, an oboe
1: yeah <laughs> i pulled out a piece the other day looking at it, it had. Uh, bassoon one and two and i'm like well that's optimistic boy uh (laughs) um another good benefit is even if there's a curriculum in place it probably hasn't been served in in years all curriculum decisions are yours Mm -hmm. and so you can it's it's not like you're an assistant in a much larger program where you have no say in well maybe you have some say if you have a you know a beneficent yeah. <laughs> head director, but um, for the most part, you're not choosing the literature, you're not choosing that, so all the curriculum decisions are your own, and that's a benefit because now you can teach to your own strengths and start to branch out into things. You know, when they said, Um, okay, well, you're doing band and chorus, and we've always had a guitar class, but what else would you like to teach? And I said, Well. I've been a piano player since I was four. So let's add a piano class. Okay. Well, what's, what's that going to take? And then, like you said, it was, well, we're going to need to buy 12 small Yamaha compact pianos. And of course we have a big grand here for them to play on too. And okay, done. And then, you know, teaching to my strengths, you know, okay, music technology perhaps. And, um, how about I started off with music appreciation that got no. Yep. Then, survey of american popular music so, so starting like with stephen foster and up nope I didn't it went nowhere history of rock 15 kids yep. you know sign up which is a, a big class in a small school and you know we enjoy it and, and it's just topic driven yep and and the kids like it and they're learning so i'm learning we just uh, we, we watch some of the stuff from the beatles get back and uh i learned stuff and i i thought i
0: knew about the right. Beatles. i know this a little four-year time but
1: it was before my time too, but I had a brother who was older and who was constantly listening to yeah. the Beatles. So I still have a brother's older. And the
0: more we know, we realize we don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. Um, yeah, add classes, teach to your strengths. Um, and as far as accepting a job at a small school, you know, it's we all have dreams of, you know, conducting the Boston Pops or something. But um, Betty Atterbury, who was a, a professor at USM, many years ago she's she's passed now um she terrified a lot of us but her heart was in the right place and she said uh, when I was talking to her about accepting the job my first job up in Arista County and she said hey county kids need music too that's right and um and I'm like yeah I guess you're right you know and and uh and I love those people up there yeah. it was just uh not the place for me to grow musically and and continue because I'm a, a well I'm a gigging musician too and not a lot of gigs and Sherman station Maine. <laughs> can go play for the potato fields. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time and being here. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm glad to come down. You know, I, I've watched your podcast and I said, you know, there's, there's some really great stuff here, but you know, we're not all in ideal situations, True, but every situation is ideal as you make it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I go to school with a smile every day. Well, most days and, and, uh, and I enjoy what I'm doing and, uh, you know, and, and you still get to put kids in the big festivals and, and, and all, all the other things and sometimes it's without some of the headaches
0: we sincerely appreciate you taking your valuable time and listening to the growing band director podcast your students are very lucky to have a band director like you if you have any suggestions for episode topics or think you have an area of expertise to share on a show with us please reach out If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your band director friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to The Growing Band Director. See you next week.